0: Welcome everybody to This Is Not A Meeting. Grab a chair, have a seat around the table. Hey, we're the people that you come to between meetings. We're a community talking about sobriety, recovery, and overcoming challenges every single day. We don't claim to be experts. We're just walking this journey with you, trying to become our best selves. I am Scottage, and around the table here we have... Big Joe, I'm back jimbo big joe is back he was on he was on hiatus there for a couple weeks and uh we're we're glad to have you back uh we've missed a laugh and uh i did i did listen
1: to the episode and uh with brenda trying to imitate my laugh yes she is yeah, yeah, yeah. not even close so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we used to go back we used to go in different rooms behind walls and see if family members or people could guess who was who and it's a. She thinks she's close, but she's not. <laughs> We've been having this battle for years.
0: But I love how confident she is.
1: Oh, she's definitely she's confident. She's definitely
0: confident about she it. She
1: has that confidence in everything she does.
0: That's very true.
1: <laughs> Gotta have that.
0: You do. So this week, one of the things, uh, we're just going to jump into the main topic here. What we thought would be really neat to do was sit around and just have a, have a conversation about the the best songs that have to deal with recovery and addiction and just kind of... Getting through those those really hard moments of life, and so we've got a list here that Big Joe's going to run us through. He is our music
1: guy. Music was is a big part of my life back when I was in, actively using and drinking, and till now I've been. Music has been a good escape for me. My, I guess my entire life. Right. I mean, I used to go to all kind of festivals. Um, Weekend long, four day festivals. You used to tell me all the time,
0: "Oh, going to see Dave Matthews for the four hundred (laughs) eightieth time."
1: I'm going to (laughs) Bonnaroo. I mean, I've been to some big, big name festivals, and um, the music transferred over into recovery for me too. And I use it now. I use Dave Matthews' meditation more than getting stoned and chilling out and listening, man.
2: So, and Joey but, makes these songs his own. So when he talks about these songs, like he actually feels like he was in the room writing it with the author. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're talking about me here. It's like no, 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 they not at all. But, yes, they definitely are. Uh, but yeah, I do
1: love music. I think I've talked about it before that Dave Matthews is like who I use to meditate. I mean, it gets me out of, out of helps me with my character defects. From so angry or from anxious or i'd throw in a little dave and just get lost in it and so when scott wrote the text to us about let's do our five favorite songs in recovery i was like i'm in 100 i love music <laughs> <laughs> i mean i need music when i'm cutting the grass i need music when i'm working around the house if there's music playing joe's nine chances out of ten joe's in a good mood <laughs> that's nice well i know driving down the, down the road in that tow truck there's always music going
0: on yeah, my f- always my favorite radio station, Lithium Rock. Yeah, we've had that
2: that uh, <laughs> argument there, Jimbo. What was yours? Uh, it doesn't make the list, so I can't even really mention it. <laughs> Pearl Jam Radio. Pearl Jam
3: Radio,
0: yeah. And uh, Lithium just sounds cooler. I mean, I gotta gotta be straight. I, the the title of it. Maybe if you change the title of it, it'd be more popular. Or or they Super don't play Fly. anything but Pearl
1: Jam. What do you want to call it? <laughs> or Superfly. That's my other favorite. What is that, disco? Uh, no, it's n- 90s and 2000 rap. Like, and they call it Superfly? Yeah, like Biggie Smalls and Tupac. And, like Snooka?
0: Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Snooka? That's uh, my boy there. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, uh, okay, so where do you want to start here, uh, Big Joe, with this, with this list?
1: Um, let's start with uh, one that... Jim's gonna argue with me about and he's the one that actually told me to start listening to this song. Early in recovery I needed to make a change in my life and I think Michael Jackson said it best with I'm struggling with the man in the mirror and I grabbed on to this song and I would listen to it during every one of my workouts it would be my morning ritual to wake up and listen to this song because I was I was struggling with who I was I was struggling with the man in the mirror and um, he talks about I think it starts off I'm gonna make a change and Scott's gonna play a little clip here of it
4: to make a change once in my life
1: I'm getting goosebumps right now
4: I'm <laughs> gonna make a difference gonna make it right as I turn up
1: but, I mean, he doesn't go right into talking about recovery or... It's just
2: struggling with yourself. Which is one of the hardest things in recovery is to...
1: Finally finding yourself. Exactly. And, um... I mean, this was the beginning of my workout song. And like I said, this was You started
2: my- workouts with this song?
1: Oh, yeah. And I had a big... On mirror.
2: repeat. <laughs> An hour straight through him on the elliptical. How is this motivational to played do a for it, workout too? Right here.
1: I'm struggling with the man in the mirror. One, <laughs> sweating
2: two, all over
3: the place. <laughs> yeah. Three,
1: but four. The, I mean, the best part was, was, if I even if I have my headphones on, I'm singing it. So I had these four guys living with me in the house, the bachelor pad, and I'm on the elliptical screaming this song because my headphones are turned all the way up so (laughs) (laughs) they can't even hear the music they just hear me going off and i don't have a a very good singing voice (laughs) 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 these
0: guys would be going outside give us a little give us a little sample of what they would have heard
1: you gotta you gotta get to the chorus man (laughs) okay all right well it's coming Wasn't I singing it earlier? Now you're putting me on the spot. Come you on. Know, well, yeah, that's what this is all about. <laughs> Here <it> comes. They follow the pattern of the wind, you see. got no place to be. Jamone <laughs> I'm struggling with the man in the mirror.
2: Michael Jackson I'm oh,
1: huh? asking him To change his ways
2: I, I don't even hear a difference
1: <laughs> It's unbelievable that... any clearer? <laughs> You want to make the world <laughs> Bet the place Take a look at yourself And then make a change
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, We got a record deal In the making here <laughs> Who needs the voice We got Jerry Marshall It's, then, l- it's like he's
1: back From the dead It's amazing I need to start listening to this song in the morning and shed a few more pounds. (laughs) That's what happened. I quit listening to this song and I put the weight back on. That is what happened. (laughs) All right. Well, look in the mirror. Okay, so that's that one was started out. That one, yeah, that was that was a good one.
0: Okay, where where else you going here? And and he, Jimbo, you, Joey said that you
2: gave him the idea for that song. Right. The biggest thing is like a lot of times towards the end. At least during all my boozing, I always blamed everybody else. Pointing the finger, pointing the finger, pointing the finger. When I finally hit rock bomb, there was nobody else to blame but myself. And it was finally like, (laughs) all right, time to look in the mirror. Time to make some changes here and accept the fact that I'm an alcoholic. And then let's start doing something about it. Right. Well,
1: I know that this is not a meeting, but I was at one this weekend. And they were talking about being honest. And a guy goes, in order to get this program, you have to be honest with yourself. He goes, I'm not talking about cash register honest. I'm talking about being honest with yourself, and like, it's really easy not to be a thief, but to get honest with yourself is tough. It's, I mean, it's Mm. a really, it's a struggle for everybody.
0: I mean, I've never heard that term before: cash register honest. Me neither. That's
1: why I loved it. This guy was from Miami. He was just up here uh, visiting family, and uh, he said he was glad the meeting was still going on there. And I really took
2: a hold of this guy talking. And that's the thing, like, because we talk about like within the rooms, like the honesty is there and everything's pretty raw and open. And then the whole underlying principle of the program is to work this in all of your affairs. And it's a lot easier. But well, People are like, well, because it's work or it's because it's this, I can do a little, you got to be honest through everything. Or unfortunately things can pop up where all of a sudden, you're not in a good spot. I'm going to move on here to the next song. Well, let me just say real quick, because
0: I know a lot of the people that listen, or I should say some of the people that listen at least, don't haven't dealt with addiction in the sense of alcoholism or drug addiction and things like that. But this song specifically, Man in the Mirror, it hits every every person at the same place. You've got to get honest with yourself. You've got to deal with the person that you're looking at in the mirror.
1: I mean, even if you don't like Michael Jackson, this is a hell of a song. Absolutely. <laughs> You don't have to like Michael Jackson. I mean, he wrote a hell of a song here. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you can hate the man, but you don't have to hate the music. Yeah. Well, but it is, I mean, it does It does hit you. You know, you've got to
0: deal with that. Whatever Whatever it is that you're even dealing with, it may not even be what you would consider an addiction, but whatever is going on in your life, you've got to deal with that person first, and and that's where you've got to start.
1: Okay, so where are we going next? We're going to go with Eminem. Eminem uh, is in recovery. Uh, he's not shy to tell anybody about it. Um, and he actually wrote an album called Recovery. And this is off of it. It's uh, going through changes. And he's talking about <clears throat> going through changes, getting sober. And, and he's th- got an incredible story, too. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, everybody's heard it. Eight Mile, I mean, where he grew up. And... Lately I really
5: feel like I'm rolling the couch like Billy feel like I'm losing control of myself. I sincerely apologize if all that I sound like is I'm complaining but life keeps on complicating and I'm debating on leaving this world this evening. Even my girls can see I'm grieving. I try and hide it but I can't. Why do I act like I'm all high and mighty
1: when He's about dealing with his emotions right there. I mean, one of the, the toughest things. can
5: do it myself. Two weeks. Two weeks I've been having ups and downs. Going through peaks and valleys. Dilly dallying round with the idea of ending the shit right here. I'm hating my reflection i walk around the house trying to fight mirrors i can't stand what i look like
1: struggling with the man in the mirror <laughs> He just broke it.
5: haley i'm afraid if i close my eyes i might see shit
2: so as this song goes on where does it where does it go does it go to so me this sounds like this is pre recovery almost cuz he's like hitting that rock bottom through this song It almost sounds like we're those peaks and valleys and everybody around him can see it you know what I mean like right seems like it's almost at the end and then through the end of it he changes obviously to the well
0: and that's what I was wondering does he take this song to the point where he's he's through it or is he just is this song all about just how hard it is to struggle through
1: it's about the struggle it's about the struggle and um. actually this whole CD like I said is about recovery so he talks about a bunch of different things about it
5: and Fucking drug dealers hang around me like, yes, man. And they go do whatever I
1: says when I says it. It's in the best interest to protect their That spot right there, he's talking about how the drug dealers, they find you. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. But during active addiction, you find them. You think they're <laughs> finding <of> you, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's going through changes with Eminem. Reading through some of the lyrics here, I, I kind of like where he's, it's, it's as if he's trying to, uh, talk with his with his kids or something
3: yeah I he mean, says haley
0: this this one is for you whitney and elena too i still love your mother that'll never change think about her every day we just could never get it together
1: i mean a lot of people in their music talk about their own story that's what it comes from the heart you know and I mean, that's what you said at the beginning i mean he has a hell of a story where he grew up i mean he got um he had an eight of- mile is about that story right yes okay and it's about a kid. Uh, he had a kid early in life. You know,
2: he struggled making ends meet. If anyone knows Eminem, we'd love to interview him for the podcast. <laughs> Just, uh, be, yeah. Just throw yeah. it in out there. If you know him, say, I mean, hey, I, we'd like to talk to you. We could potentially help
0: his career, you know. Oh, I think that we absolutely. could. <laughs> yeah. We could skyrocket it even higher. <laughs> <laughs> we
4: would never. You know.
2: I mean, we, we're, we're game changers for people's careers. <laughs> that Brenda's phone won't stop ringing ever since she's appeared. So I agree with you. It's unbelievable. All right, so where are we going next? Uh,
1: Macklemore. Macklemore sings a lot about recovery. He's in recovery. A lot of his songs have to deal with addiction. Downtown. I like that song. Yeah. Even though it's not
2: about recovery, that one makes me laugh all the time.
0: When he has that one song about, is this a song about the opioid nah. problem, problem? No, about doctors That's about Big pushing. Pharma. Yeah, okay. I love
1: that song.
3: I was so proud of, and I threw them all the way for two styrofoam cups. The irony. Everyone will think that he lied to me He made my sobriety so public There's no fucking privacy If I don't talk about it Then I carry a date At 081008 08. Then that was has been changed And He's actually talking about it a relapse a That I never was It's the false prophet that never came And will they think that everything That I've written is all been fake Or will I just take my slip to the grave Uh what the fuck are my parents gonna say? The success story they got his life together and changed. And you know what pain looks like when you tell your dad you relapsed and look him directly into his face. The seat on your shoulders, the heavyweight. Haven't seen tears like this on my girl in a while. The trust that I once built's been betrayed. But I'd rather live telling the truth and be judged for my mistakes than falsely held up, giving props, loved, and praised. I guess I gotta get this on the page. Feeling. He talks I about, do, even though he relapsed, he's still
1: got to be honest.
3: He's
2: got to let tell everybody yeah, know. I've never heard this song before, but it's like that cautionary tale that you hear in the meetings all the time. Yeah. The people that go back out and come back in, it's no better out there. Things haven't gotten any better, tell and it, it's what keeps me sober for one more day, hearing stories like this, this song, and those people that come back and are able to face it again because... It's scary out there. You know what I mean? Right. Like when he's saying there, it's just like, oh, to have to re-go through it all and gain that trust again and all that stuff. It's scary. Well, it, even
0: to own the fact that you've got to go back in and say, hey, I relapsed. That, I mean, that's, that's that, that, th- these are people that have been believing in you, struggling for you, right. fighting for you. And now you have to go in and say, hey, I'm the one that I bailed. I dropped the ball again. Yeah. yeah. And and it was a choice and I, I bailed on it. You know?
1: It's tough. <clears throat> I mean, for someone... and. But you got to give that guy a lot of props to be able to come back in and say, hey, I screwed up, and be honest with us. I mean, because there's people that will come back in to the rooms and still be using or drinking, you know what I mean? Right. And not let anybody know. So for someone to go out and relapse and come back in and be like, hey, I messed up. Jim and I have talked before. Like, if that would happen,
2: that'd be be tough to get back into the rooms. I mean. I always say I don't think I'd be able to make it back. It just. hmm. just where it would be it would be so hard to but you see people do it and they're always welcome back with open arms nobody judges in the rooms that joey and i go to which is a nice thing for these people knowing that they're going to be welcome back but it sounds crazy but i don't want to chance it
0: (laughs) right (laughs) well Um, no and i think that i mean that's what i was just thinking too is as as the struggle is and i've seen it in my own in my own life but different circles where somebody somebody's got that issue and they and they they they, f- they have a, f- a failure, Then they fail in some way, that, that they're like, oh, I can't go back. But on the other side of that door are people who love you, that are going to wrap their arms around you and say, hey, it's Welcome okay, let's right get back. you back up. Let's get you back up and, and running.
2: But that's when and the it, ego and all that yeah, plays a part where it's like- It's uh, dealing
0: with your own shit right. and saying, no, I've got to know, I've got to buy into and believe and be confident that these people love me. At that point, you're not dealing with—I don't know if it's ego as much as self-hatred. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. Well, nobody likes to screw up. Well, it's not just about screwing up, though. It's—it's like you—you can't believe that anybody would love you more than you do, and if you hate yourself for relapsing or whatever for whatever reason, yeah, exactly. Then there's no way you're gonna you're gonna buy into very quickly that other people will love you in spite of. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. So you've got to get beyond that and over that, but you've got it. That I think that's one of your biggest, one of your biggest fights and one of your biggest challenges is to is to walk through that door to get yourself to to love yourself enough to say no. It's okay. Give grace to yourself. Stop struggling with the man in the mirror. Yeah, grace. <laughs> give, give yourself some grace because other MJ's people are going to get a lot of love on this. Other episode. people are going to get you there. <laughs> Okay, so where where are we going next?
1: We're gonna go on Neil Young and Neil Young. You know what's funny is if you listen to my last four songs, all right? We got Michael Jackson, we got Eminem, <laughs> and now we got Neil Young and Mac- and then we had Macklemore. But we've went from I guess, what soft rock to hard rap to
2: alternative.
0: Or no, we don't have any alternative yet
2: in there. Not yet. This one's for the baby boomers out there, Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young. I feel like, like I'm at a... Uh, wha- Coming from 1968, is... Uh, public Radio. Welcome and back. And think it's
1: crazy that this song was written so long ago. Um, but talking about the needle and the damage done, I mean... It's not about a record player? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love Neil Young, I by the way. <laughs> my door. I love you, baby have some
1: more ooh, Just talks about the struggle ooh,
4: the damage done I hit the city and I lost my band I watched the needle take another man Gone, gone The damage done
1: It's funny, my uncle got me this CD when I was, I think, 15, Neil Young decade, and I was like, the hell is he giving me this for? <laughs> Turned out it was one of my favorite CDs of all time.
2: <laughs> I was lucky enough. I have a couple hippie parents from the 60s, graduated high school in 69 and all that good stuff. And I remember every car trip to the beach in the summer, we would all listen to this type of music all the way down to the beach. And I, was just like,
1: I got raised on some good music for sure. Neil Young says right there, I know that some of you don't understand.
2: From that was better than your Michael Jackson. It is a cool, mellow tune.
1: It's a short one, too. I think it's only three minutes, a little under three Two minutes. minutes, 11
0: seconds. Yeah. Wow. According to Apple Music. You can hear us live on Apple Podcasts every Tuesday morning.
1: <laughs> and I throughout the week, whenever you much. want to download. Just great musician
2: neil young yeah crosby steals nash and young him solo everything about that whole era i'm all about now do we know and i don't know if you know this i'm not trying to put you on the spot did neil young struggle with addiction when it came to like heroin and stuff like that Do you know or uh i'm I'm not 100
1: percent sure but it seems that's the going theme for artists yeah Especially in that <laughs> yeah. era. You hate, to, you hate to stereotype them. So if I had to take a guess and I'm a gambling man, I'd put my money on yes.
0: Yeah, and if it's a band, you have at least one. All right, so we've got, uh, so far we have Man in the Mirror, which is uh, under scrutiny, <laughs> <laughs> Depends how you but want the, to take it. But the beauty it. of music is you make, it, you make it your own. You know, I mean, there's, there's how many songs that are written with something totally other intended that people hear, and it means something different to them.
1: Right, I'll take a song. And it could be talking about the water cooler over there, and I'm going to tell you it's talking about the TV, 100. Like, th- someone will come up and be like, "Joe, that's not what that song means." Like, bullshit. That's what it means to me. <laughs> it can mean whatever it wants to you, but I know what it means to me. Leave me alone. Well, and that—that's that, the actually
0: the cool thing about artistry, right? About artist right. and about art in general. Is that it takes two. It takes the the creator of the art and then the person who consumes it by looking at it or listening to it or reading it or whatever. You know, a book can say that there's a waterfall in a park, but it's the reader who determines how tall that waterfall is, how wide it is, what's are there rocks that are in it as the water comes over the
1: sides. Yeah,
0: I mean it takes it takes both the writer and the
2: and the reader at that point to make the full picture. We have a family friend, he's been reading this series of books, and I guess they made it a show on Showtime Network now, and he said, it's amazing, because what I've been imagining for years, the oh, characters are exactly, Yeah, he said, it's yeah. exactly like I thought it was going to be, and he's actually thrilled with how they've done the show, because it's exactly <laughs> what he was imagining
0: for all these years. So. That's got to be bizarre, because I watched the first couple episodes of that, and I was like this is the wackiest thing i've ever seen i cannot follow this for anything so it's i'm i'm glad there's an audience for
1: that that's good so where are we going with the next song we're gonna swing back into joe's early recovery i was hanging out with one of jim and i's buddies and he's like joe you need to check this song
2: out i latched on to it common theme here latching on heavy oh he likes to play things on repeat he's like me growing up i had always the song of the week (laughs) (laughs) i would put one cd on find a song i liked and play it on repeat for an entire week find the next song just one song not the whole cd
1: (laughs) oh yeah i played this song out yeah uh, it's cold war kids we used to vacation and it talks about a guy that's struggling with uh drinking and uh he's promising promising his wife and his family that he'd never drink again and uh it's just it's a great tune. I mean I, like I said I would listen to it on repeat and I related to it. I kissed the kids at noon. Except for I didn't have a family.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when I had
1: this song.
4: Best recital I had to run. Miss my son's graduation. Punch the nickels, boy for taking his seat. He gets all that angle from me. Stephen's could be much worse. Natural
1: disaster. I mean, he's talking about the stuff he missed because of his drinking. That's something I could have plans. And I'd be driving past the bar and I'd be like, ah, yeah, screw that. I'd pull into the bar and drink instead I mean that's how my addiction was. Mm-hmm. Like I was heading to a family birthday party. No I wasn't. <laughs> I had to pass the bar to get there. You know? <laughs> I've totally never miss it.
4: Such
1: Early in recovery when I'd get that urge to drink, I'd think of this and be like, it'll blow over in time, you know? It'll go away. That urge goes away eventually. Gotcha. As
2: long as you take the right steps, you make the right phone calls, you get through your meetings. You have to squash that realization where he's like, it will soothe the moment. A drink's not gonna soothe any situation for me anymore. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it worse. Oh, ten thousand times
1: worse. I think I sent that uh, down to my mom as a YouTube so she could listen to it. I mean, that song really took a hold of me. I promised my family, meaning everybody, that I'd never drink again because I caused so much harm with my drinking. You know, I. With uh, not showing up for events, or people having to come bail me out of jail, or... I didn't realize... I thought I was just hurting myself when I first came into the rooms. And I was, don't get me wrong, health-wise, and financially, and everything else. But I didn't realize how bad I was hurting the people around me. I mean, it devastated them to watch me just spiral and spiral into a bottom. And like, what's when's he going to stop? Now, was
0: that a motivator for you? Was... Was uh, concern for the people around you? Did that help? To, was that a motivator or just a piece that you never thought about?
1: Well, everybody around me was telling me that I had a problem, you know, but it was until I realized that I had one. I mean, when someone told me, Joe, you have a drinking problem, I'm like, yeah, I can't kiss my ass, <laughs> 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 you know, and it would drive me to drink more. Like I said, the program opened me up to showing me that I was hurting other people.
2: And that's the thing where, like, You'll often hear, I know this is not a meeting, but you'll hear it's a selfish program that Joey and I work because obviously and dating back to that first song, Man in the Mirror, like all these things, the family, the kids and all that, it all has to come second to recovery and sobriety. I see, unfortunately, a lot of times husbands or sons or come in and say, well, I'm staying sober for my mom. I've hurt my mom too many times. I'm going to stay sober for her. Then you go back out and drink, and it's like, oh, it's just like 20,000 times worse. You got to get sober for yourself first and foremost, and then everything else falls in line. Because I've seen all too often people do it for the wrong reasons because the heat's on from my job, or hey, my job said if I don't get sober, I'm going to lose my job. I got to go to rehab to keep my job. My you're wife's going to f- divorce me. Right. If I right don't you're doing start. it for all the wrong reasons. If you don't do it for yourself first and foremost, you don't get to have all those other options in your life anymore. And right. the
1: crazy thing is they say it's a selfish program, and it is 100% a selfish program. But, there's a, I mean, there's a but, big but there because you doing this for yourself benefits everybody around you. I mean, Absolutely. everybody
2: in your life benefits then, from it. And, and then and- the final step is to give it away. <laughs> to keep right. it, to keep this selfish program, <laughs> you have to give it away. Wait a second, that doesn't make it. Completely contradicts
1: the first eleventh. Right, so they say how selfish it is, but if I don't hit that meeting twice a week that I like to go to, you know what I mean? Right. Then I'm in a bad place, and my character defects come back where I start getting angry easier. I start, you know what I mean? I, I start getting frustrated. And if I can't keep myself, if I'm struggling with the man in the mirror, then everybody around me is going to be hurt by it too so me being selfish and getting to that hour once a week or everybody's different like I, I try to go twice a week i used to go five six times a week but if i can get those two in i know that i can keep myself in the right centered and if i miss a couple then i try to they call it what a fill in your bank jim yeah
2: fill in the tank. Right. Up the, <laughs>
1: stockpile them stockpile them up that way if you do miss like i did these last couple weeks it You got enough in you but boy these last two weeks i missed a couple i missed a couple weeks of meetings and i just watched myself turning you know it's not that i wanted to drink but i could see how when you you're not in the rooms and you don't hit your meetings and i could see how eventually your willpower is going to drop and eventually just like i'm doing this all on my own i could drink (laughs) like bullshit (laughs) Like I said, it's a selfish program, but everybody else benefits around it. My last song, they said to bring five, and guess what? I bring six. Um, Shock. Shock. (laughs) This is shock and awe that we are in. And I (laughs) saved this one for the end for a reason. It's green day. I'm still breathing. And no matter how many times I screwed up in life, guess what? I'm still sitting here. And I get a chance to make it right with everybody else. And this program is... Gave me a chance to live again. I got I got mm. my second chance. i like a soldier coming home
4: for the first time. I dodged a bullet and I walked across a landmine. Oh, I'm still alive.
1: And I wish I could remember Am the lead singer's I'm name, but he's in recovery as well. Billy something.
2: Billy something.
1: human right we're gonna screw up that's it (laughs) it's how you deal with it
4: and
0: that's where uh this this entire podcast is about that that sense of that there's hope and that there's grace and that there's there's mercy out there for everybody that's uh that's struggling and regardless of what your addiction is regardless of what your issue is there's there's hope and, uh, and that's someone here,
1: else out there st- struggling and going through the same thing that you are right and
0: every week we try to come out here and we try to uh, to give you some hope and put some laughter and fun into your life and and just uh, hopefully guide you through a little bit of what you're going through We're gonna just end here and let this song play out uh, all of us will be on this will be on the uh, show notes on the webpage of this uh, thanks to FTBA team, FTBA at ftbateam.com and also Big Joe's Towing for, the spo- for sponsoring us and let us do this every week. Uh, anything else,
2: guys? I love music.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Head out to our Facebook page this week and let us know your favorite song. If you could, would like to compare it to ours.
1: Yeah, I'll put that on the group page this week. All right. Well, and, hey, grace and
0: peace, everybody. We love you.